Hello and welcome to Be Powerful with Liz and Lee. It's a new day and we're so glad you're here. So you can expect to hear candid conversations on what it means to be powerful. Live authentically, live in the midst of ups and downs, productively, and above all else, joyfully. We are so thankful for you, our community of listeners, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Hi, everybody. Hello, Liz. Hi, Lee. How you doing? Could not be better. My nose was just itchy. Yeah, well, somebody's talking about you. Is that a thing? It better be good. You never knew. You never know who is talking about you. Who or what? Yeah. You know how to miss your braces. They're coming off next week. (laughs) I'm smiling so big. No. um, Tomorrow I go for my appointment, Mm -hmm. my checkup. Yeah. But you told me yesterday. Stuff around and I have four more weeks yet. Left. Excellent. So I'm just going to power through that. Power through. We don't ever have to talk about that anymore. But it's okay. All right. (laughs) Good. Okay. So what are we going to talk about today? Let's get going. A few things. We had a nice long weekend. Yes. I mean, it wasn't a long weekend. It just felt nice and long and Mm -hmm. enjoyable. We had all the things on television that we watched. I want to talk all about the Royals, but you said no, because by the time this comes out, it'll be old news. I I think everybody's excited about the Royals because we don't have, we don't have a dog in that fight. You know, the people in England are either, yay, let's be the Royal or no, that is such a ridiculous waste of our (laughs) tax payer money. We don't have have to worry about it. We just like the pomp and circumstance. It's very entertaining. Yeah. It's like it's like watching uh, Netflix for me and like watching that Queen Charlotte thing we just started. Ooh, you like that. Yes, you so all. it's the prequel to Bridgerton. Right. And it's Queen as a young our Queen Charlotte. Mary. Our our oh, legendary Charlotte is named <laughs> after Queen Charlotte married to George. Oh my gosh, and he's so hot looking on this on this series. And remember, King George is the one that kind of lost his mind. Yeah. So that's an entertaining show. So if good. you need one, then that's a really good one. Yes. We had the Derby, and they always do those packages of stories, and there are yes. all these horse deaths. Oh, Lee was you were sobbing crying. halfway through. This is insanity. I mean, we were just trying to watch the Derby. So really, what we wanted to do was open champagne in the afternoon. Shocker. And, and so we decided. Oh, the Derby's on. So we're going to open champagne. You made like our big old platter of platter goodness. Platter of good stuff. Goodness, yeah. goodness, goodness. Uh, we need to talk about diet, as a matter of fact. I think that's Again? going to be today. Ah, yes. We I'm, just talked about this we recently just did. about nutrition. I just think there's some healthy things we can talk about. No, hold on. Okay. We're having fun for at least another second. And at least another second. <laughs> so they, they have these prequel, you know, what are they going to do with everybody watching the Derby when the Derby lasts two whole minutes and it starts at like almost seven o'clock? So like four o'clock, they've got these stories about these guys, this young boy that's mm, very impaired. Lee didn't just, you didn't just tear up. Sobbing. You were crying out loud. There was like snot coming out of your mouth. Oh my God, that, I mean, don't paint that picture. Not that is not what happened. <laughs> See, like- you tell all the drama of a story and like, just go you back are, into acting You were loudly crying. You were loudly crying. I was loudly crying because the moral of the story is it was a child born with a handicap who yeah, really serious. has brought joy and meaning to his life by the, way by this of horse. this horse. Who won the race? You ruined the story. Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to tell a story, but you just jump right in like it's yours. And so that makes- Okay, we didn't so, hear that. So if they, anybody heard that and they're like, why is Lee sobbing? Yes. But See, you were sobbing. Make any sense. You were not sobbing because the horse won the race. No, but they built it up so big time about this story that your heart is just 
about to explode or your eyes are sobbing (laughs) and then they run the race and they're like is cody's wish gonna win you're like no he's gonna be last or get hurt and get euthanized because all those horses had been dying at the so it's just like this can't go any this is just too much build up and so moral of the story is great Cody's wish won the race. Like by a mile. He came from behind, just like Cody. He came from behind and he won. I think that's the moral of the story today. We all can come from from behind and win. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what our our place in life is, our set of circumstances in life is. We can do with this life what we want. And that's what that's what Cody and his horse were talking to us about. (laughs) That's I think you. I think you had a good story there, and I can see why you. Yeah, you so kind hard. of stole it. Stole the story. I stole. I it's like fine. stories. It's I'm gonna fine. make that story mine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. So, do you know enough about hormones to talk about it? Sure. I mean, you know, I know enough about a layman's terminology on hormones to talk about it. I want to talk about it. Let's it's do it. Hard. You're well. Are you starting to experience some sort of change in hormones? No, I mean I'm in my forties, almost into the mid forties, and you're you going to be forty four in a week. Yeah. Yes. So yes, I'm almost to the mid forties, and mm-hmm. I just—it's not bad. I don't have mm-hmm. bad hormonal stuff, but I mean it's just very. Mm-hmm. And I think you get more in tune with your body as you age too. So maybe mm-hmm. I'm paying more attention to it, and it's like you kind of stagnate out of being in a. Um, child rearing stage and mm-hmm. then you go to this other chapter in mm-hmm. life i'm like oh i have a huge zit on my chin and mm-hmm. i don't I know it. my <laughs> sorry Keep my going. feelings are fairly regulated i think yeah. you know with a little bit of help and emotions in that mm-hmm. way but i'm just curious how it's going to go for me in the next 20 years and since you're already there i thought maybe you could tell me well, that's a really good point because remember when you were 12, 13, 14 and you started your period and you had all those moments as a teenager. And if you're, we can't speak for young boys, but they're certainly hormonal. So right. at different stages of our lives, of course, the hormones, you know, peak and do all these things. And, and really when you're in this stage of life in your forties, you're starting to lose, um, estrogen and, okay. you know, you're. Uh, you know, and again, we're laymen. We are not experts on hormones, but you are, your body is changing because you no longer have the amount of uh, progesterone, testosterone, uh, estrogen. And I think there's 33 or more other hormones in your bodies that mm. tend to change during really every phase of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think at the big, the culmination of a woman's life besides that beautiful part of becoming a woman, which is you, you start menstruating and having your period. Okay, thanks, puberty. I know, puberty. <laughs> but, you know, it's a big, it's a big thing. And then yeah. the other big thing is when you, when you stop. Yeah. And so you're on the way of, to stopping. Mm-hmm. And we have so many different uh, conflicting uh, opinions, especially in medical communities about hormones. And I know for a fact that women have been disturbed in this in this way. Right. And I think that they still are being disturbed. And I think that uh, you have to do your own research. You have to be your own doctor and you have to be your own advocate when you talk to not just one, not just two, but I at least talk to three, possibly four. And I continue to talk to doctors mm-hmm. to this day mm-hmm. about hormone replacement, which I do, and what are the benefits and what are their 
what are the downs? What are the pros and cons? And boy, do they change literally every few months. So go back a little bit to the disservice. So Mm -hmm. what do you think generally women who are not familiar with I mean, everybody knows what's going to happen to your body, but I mean, what? where does the disservice come in? I mean, what mm-hmm. do you think women are hearing that is mm-hmm. such a disservice? I think that women have always been treated as second-class citizens by the medical community. I'm not really sure why, and I can't answer these questions, but there's not been a lot of research into the the change in women's body. Mm-hmm. For instance, they did a, um, a hormone uh, test, large test of women maybe 20 years ago and found, and they decided that women that were doing more estrogen, I can't remember mm-hmm. the, the study, but everybody's familiar with, oh no, if you do any hormone replacement right. during menopause, you will get at least breast cancer, right, right. possibly other things. Well, it was a really flawed study okay. that even when they found out it was flawed, they did not go, oh, wow, sorry, y'all. We've got some other studies we've been working on to help you have an answer. And so now women are on their own, literally, yeah. to speak to doctors. And I speak with women every day in our studio that come to me because I am doing hormone replacement therapy. And... Um, I, I have had to do my homework mm-hmm. and research. And also I felt like a guinea pig doing it because right. I wasn't sure, but I went, you know what? I went to a doctor that um, did bioidentical hormone replacement. Oh, you would think that I was taking heroin up the arm every afternoon yeah. if you if you talk to some doctors on that. Right, right. And I remember having a, a doctor in her 40s. And I, she said, oh, you're going to this doctor. And I'm not going to name him because he he at that point was very controversial, but he's well-known now and very respected. And uh, she said, you know, that's just going to give you breast cancer and it's going to be mm. bad for you. And I'm like, what? You know? Yeah. Um, and But I was reading other research. Again, I had to do my own homework, did it. And now she actually is now in her 50s. And she's doing hormone replacement. Interesting. And you just watch that. And I kind of wanted to say to her then, hey, you just wait till you're my yeah. age. But to back that up a little bit, I remember going to this doctor and a very well-known doctor who actually delivered my child. Hmm. And he said to me, and stop me if I'm talking too long, because sometimes good. I'll go there. Uh, <laughs> and stopped me one day and said, um, how are you? you might need to come see me. Mm-hmm. He said, aren't you like 50, 51 now? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm still, I'm still having my period. I feel great. I'm doing great. I'm doing really well. And he said, well, are you still on birth control? And I said, yeah. He goes, why? I'm like, well, for the obvious reasons, yeah. right? I'm on birth control. <laughs> and we, we again, we've been disturbed by our doctors. Why is a 51-year-old woman on birth control? right? So he took me off. Hmm. I went to him. He took me off. What was the very first thing that happened? I had a hot flash, a real one. And so what I learned from that was that that estrogen hike that you get in birth control pills, which are basically to keep you from being uh, eggs and sperm and being pregnant, um, gives you a false sense Hmm. that you're not in this period of your life. Yes. So anyway, I I had the hot flash, went, whoa, that was awful. I feel terrible. I mm-hmm. felt horrible. Mm-hmm. And I think that women really just go, oh, it's just a part of being older now that I have to feel like shit. Mm. Well, 
we are also able now through lots of research to do some bioidentical uh, hormone replacement. Again, I'm not going to say go do it. I'm going to say do your research. Right. But as soon as I started doing it, and I did it with the same doctor, I did it with pellets. And they're literally little pellets that they put under the surface of the skin, so small, with a certain dose of estrogen um, and testosterone. And then you take orally uh, progesterone. I trusted this doctor and I did it. And the very first thing I felt after two weeks of not feeling anything right. was this surge of real happiness, well-beingness, the, mm. the glass being half full instead of half empty. And the energy that came back to me was like, I, I wrote him a letter and I think he put it in wow. his book that I felt like I was 28 again. Hmm. And that was just simply balancing out my hormones because I was in the middle of going through menopause. That's so interesting. We all know how important it is to fuel yourself just right every morning. Liz, what's your jet fuel? It's the HSM smoothie, of course. Obviously. But also, I've got a new little thing You've called... got a new friend? From Sakara Life, the metabolism super powder is your go-to. It fires up your metabolism, curbs sugar cravings, helps ease bloat, and is it delicious? Oh, it's so good, especially in your coffee. It's ah, got a great taste. Dump it in the coffee, it. blend it dump up it and Dump it in go. the coffee, blend it, and be excited because you're going to love it. <laughs> Y'all go to sakaralife.com. When you check out, you'll receive 20% off your order, which is a great deal by using the code XOLIZHSM. That's X-O-L-I-Z-H-S-M for 20% off your order at sakaralife.com. You, you do know a lot about hormones in your experience of it. And right. I mean, again, we can say that, that uh, I rely a lot on you and know that you've done a lot of research and worked with different doctors over time. But again, everybody is different and walk right. your own path. But I think and this find is find your own doctor. Right. An interesting topic. And one thing that I never really thought about until you said it that way was we're on synthetic hormones of birth mm. control at a very young age. And that's interesting oh, that women who would like to be on hormones later, that that kind of has a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. And you'd think, well, wait, synthetic hormones have been going on for a really long time. So yeah. why at this point is that bad? And I know there have been things about, mm -hmm. you know, going into menopause to a certain level and then Throwing it right. back, I think, is a problem right. that probably has caused some issues. I mean, mm -hmm. that makes sense. If your body is but on its own going through menopause, I think if it goes there a certain way and then you try to hormone replacement therapy, that can probably throw you out of whack. So is it, I guess, and you probably don't know like an exact scientific answer, but <laughs> is there a point of no return? Like you've mm, got to catch yeah, it. Yeah, there is. You've got to address, mm -hmm. you know, hormone replacement therapy at a certain time. Mm -hmm. At some point, it's too late. I have not talked to my specific doctor about this, but I've talked to another doctor that does this hormone replacement. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, it's really wise to do it on 10 years on either side of your menopausal time. Ah. So if you start hormone replacement within 10 years before, or you do it uh, maybe within 10 years after you've gone through menopause, oh. you're in a safer zone. Now, again- But how I, do you know when you're going to go through menopause? That's just you're going to know. Guess. You're going to know. And wait, wait, wait. You're going to know 10 years before you go through menopause? Yes. Now's the time to no. start? Okay. Let's, let's, Sorry. let's be as clear as we can. <laughs> okay. Because it, we, honestly, the research on this is clear as mud for all okay. of us. So 
the the clarity I think mud we is can really do. not clear. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. That's a joke. Okay. Hello, Leek Nelly. That was a joke. I'm like, hold on. What are you talking about? Okay, this okay. is not there. Okay. Nothing is clear. And so there are many ways to to check your hormones when you're starting to feel a little out of sync. Maybe in your 40s. Maybe wherever you are. Some people start menopause. I mean, changes in their body in the late 30s, 40s, whatever it is. Getting blood work done. Um, but again, the latest research, I don't read medical journals, but I do talk to mm-hmm. a lot of health people because that is my business. Right. Health is my business. And the last thing I want to do is do something wrong for my body, but also I've got a platform to speak about it. Right. I don't want to speak wrongly about anything that would damage anyone else's health. So there are lots of tests. Blood test has been the go-to, mm-hmm. but they're saying now it's not really the end all. And okay. I don't know what that other test is. But again, you want to talk to your most progressive doctors, the doctors that are actually, they've got their hands in this. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're if they're relying on their medical, medical school uh, information, then some of them don't know all these mm-hmm. new things. Mm-hmm. So I would say when you are feeling down or tired or unusually, you know, maybe your period's not happening like it's always happened, or maybe you're just, you know, feeling there's a lot of uh, physical things like dryness when you're having sex and things like that. Energy, all those things. Go to your doctor and tell them that. And then take some tests. They'll give you generally blood tests, but there there are other things going on now that I don't know about. And then they'll give you a level of where you are. You can see your levels of hormones Mm -hmm. in your blood work. And so I I still take a test once a year for mine because I do bioidentical pellet replacement. Right. And I do it, I think, every four to six months. And they make sure that I don't take a level too high. You don't want to go too high on any of it because I could actually start my period again, which yeah, yeah, would yeah. not be a cool thing <laughs> at 69, right? She gets younger every day. Yeah, and you don't, Technically. Want, and you don't want too much testosterone. Exactly. Again, we're balancing out the body's natural systems. Mm-hmm. And we're also, I mean, it's delicate. Yeah. And, you know, all we hear about on TV is low T, men, you know, Viagra. They yeah, do all they kinds everything. of stuff. And nobody has lifts a you know, eyebrow on that one, right? <laughs> right. You know, it's all about the male. We don't want to lose our sex drive. Mm-hmm. Women do not need to lose their sex drive, Mm-mm. and you will when your hormones plummet into the basement. You literally will, and it would all. It'll also be sexually um, painful to have sex, right? The, when you don't have the estro- enough estrogen, when you don't have enough testosterone, people always go, testosterone, that's a man's, all women have testosterone. Let me ask you this, because I really don't know in the least. So if you compare a woman very naturally, no hormones for a man or a woman involved, when a woman goes through menopause and a man begins to age, is there any similarity and degree of problems? Like, is it correct to say that women suffer so much more? I'm not a man. Physically, I can't answer. I mean, that I'm one. like, what happens to a man as he ages? Besides, like a loss of testosterone and bone density, right. and that generally, like, women go through hot flashes and dryness and mm-hmm. everything. I mean, I don't know. Is there a comparison? But it's of I, knowing there is a there. Men do go through a version of menopause. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it's called, but they do go through that. And you can think about ways like mental clarity, brain yeah. fog. 
um, that can be a hormonal. That probably is hormonal. Mm-hmm. It's nutritionally a, a problem sometimes with the, a bad nutritional diet, but it's really hormonal. And okay. so the body is it, it, it's not functioning on all gears. Right. So men do go through it mm-hmm. and they don't seem to have any problems rolling into their doctor and saying, give me a shot of testosterone, testosterone. because I'm, you know, there's this always, I, I love in a way, lucky them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they, they just kind of, they don't, nobody worries about them. Whereas women have kind of like a triangle of hormones that we have to balance together. Men tend to just be dealing with testosterone. But I also, no, I don't think it's so. It's all. I think, I, okay. and I can't, again, I'm not a doctor, but I only know about my body and, I know. and women, my personal body. It's just curious. And I would venture to say that the medical community, just like many communities, have been the victim of really kind of that's, again, the patriarchal system is right. women are kind of second-class citizens in so many ways that we haven't been studied as right. well. I mean, they'll do studies for certain cancers and all kinds of things, and sometimes those studies will be on all men or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... Or they won't take into account of the age or whatever, you know, what hormonal state a woman is in. Right. It's just as fascinating to me, but I refuse to be a victim in this life. I am a proactive, active advocate for my own health. Mm-hmm. And so if I thought that uh, replacement therapy of hormones was going to damage my health, of course I wouldn't do it. Right. Well, and what you um, are too is an advocate for other people. And that's yeah. why I want to have this conversation because I think... It's very interesting how expensive it can be to test your hormones and take alternative Mm -hmm. means to make yourself feel better. And I think that is probably a little more one-sided, harder for women than men. And we look at taking care of the older generation and Mm -hmm. preventative medicine versus, you know, diagnostic medicine and treating illnesses. Mm -hmm. And we're leaving groups behind. Instead, we could find ways to help women's reproductive, let's go way back, Mm -hmm. and then physical health over time. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what it is? It's big pharma. The big pharmaceutical companies are not invested in the health of your body. Right. They are invested in treating the disease. Selling their medicine. Disease. disease. They make money after, uh, uh, for you to take Lunesta or something or mm-hmm. or one of the sleep aids or one of the uh, Moody aids, you know, the yeah. whatever. I don't even know the names of them. Lexapro or something. They make money there. So why would they try to go in and <laughs> make find you feel better. the health <laughs> where there's underlying problems? And it's not right. all talk therapy. Like if you're thinking, oh, I'm just, I've got, I'm going through a real mental health time. Well, I would look very, the very first thing I would look at is what am I putting in my body? Right. What am I eating? Uh, or what, how old am I? Oh, I'm close to 50. Whew, that could be hormonal. I bet hormones are part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we think we, we've we got a, fill, a pill for everything. Again, we're at the mercy, or we can be at the mercy of big pharma. Mm-hmm. And I just am an advocate for choosing the health of your body above what other people tell you. And if you don't, if your doctor is not hearing you completely, find two or three doctors. Mm-hmm. You don't talk to one person about, you know, one thing. I mean, no, anytime we have troubles, we go, yeah, survey the crowd. Right. For, yeah. What <laughs> do you think? Yeah. Approval. Yeah. Yeah. You look at it, and I think a lot of women go through childbearing years, those who do, with 
your OBGYN. Mm -hmm. And then once you're past having children or childbearing age, a lot of women I know don't go to regular even Mm. intern and often just stay with their OB. So I think it's about prioritizing one, your health, so that you do have a consistent check-in. I mean, that's very basic. Everyone needs an internist. We become, (laughs) yes. I think it's easy for women to kind of just leave that Mm -hmm. and not take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And then I want to go back to blood work and testing as part of that because your hormones can change day to day and we tweak month to month. Mm -hmm. And so starting early with someone of that might not say, oh, you took a blood test and therefore now we know you need hormones. It might say, this looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. Next year, what is the baseline? So having that blood work baseline Mm -hmm. will really help because those can fluctuate so intently. And then starting, I think the 10-year, 10-year thing, starting at an early stage, even without having many issues or symptoms to prepare and kind of know just what's going on with your body and how you feel. And I do know that I am not peri or premenopausal yet. Just Mm -hmm. I can tell. I mean, obviously, I have hormonal fluctuations that are very normal still. Mm -hmm. And it's a very guinea pig-esque concept and journey. And so to continue to be aware as early as you can, right. that you have the time to kind of work on it and see how your body's feeling and know, well, I'm having some fluctuations, but that goes back directly to, let's look at the other things in my life. Right. The management of time, of stress, of sleep, yeah. of How nutrition. much sleep are you getting? Right. Your nutrition, the amount of water, as you mm-hmm. always tell me that you're drinking. And you also brought up a point, um, and <clears throat> we're speaking to people that actually have health care that right. have the ability to oh. go to a doctor, the healthcare system in this nation has failed. Uh, not just women, but men, all of us actually, because not everyone has access to healthcare. Right. And if you have the minimum access to healthcare, you're not going in and getting your no. blood taken all the time. So I think that's a larger picture that we can't speak to here, but the, but we can speak to people that are asking these questions you're in your 60s, you're almost 70, you're in your 40s, you know, speak to what it takes for the human body to be at its optimum. Because I know for a fact, now this is only, I can know this for a fact about me. I'm 69 years old. I feel exactly, if not better than I did in my 30s. And it's not because I am that lucky person that is alive, that Because we always think, oh, there's heart disease in my family. I have all those things. You can't name something that has not knocked out my ancestors, especially heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, all that stuff. But what you can name is what I've put in my body, what I've chosen to do, whether I've been an advocate for my own body. The reason that I have the be powerful thing, the reason we talk about power is the power to take control of our own fate, Mm -hmm. our own Mm -hmm. health, our own decision-making, our own choices about our health care as women. There is a whole lot of power wielding right now, and especially in America, about what women should and should not do with their bodies. And that is wrong, period. So it doesn't matter what side of that spectrum you come down to. No one should be told what they do, male or female, with their bodies. Mm -hmm. And so... You've got to be your own advocate. And it's harder now than it's ever been. And I think that's why we're 
appreciate you bringing this up. This is exactly what we need to be discussing today. Right. And we're at a stage also where bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, as an example, Mm -hmm. hasn't been around forever. Mm -mm. And we don't actually know long-term what that does to our bodies. Um, You're guinea pig. Yes. (laughs) And so there's a choice right there in that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't want to touch them. Maybe you have fear, maybe you have other knowledge and you don't want to at all. That is perfectly fine. Maybe you want to, and part of that choice might be saying, I'm not sure what this does to my body 30, 50 years from now, but how do I want to live for the time that I do have? And I think that's a very powerful notion because you're saying that you feel better than you did in your 30s. And so that energy begets longevity. Right. I don't have the systems breaking down. By the way, I don't right. think I am a crapshoot. I don't think I am like the guinea pig. I'm the just unicorn kidding. of it all. They've actually <laughs> done real research on that. And yes, it is a newer type of science, mm-hmm. but there is real mm-hmm. there is real study that says I'm not just like throwing it up in the air and going, hey, I hope this all works out because right. I really love being in my 60s and feeling like I'm in my 30s. That's not, not the point. It hedonistically. The, po- the point is I'm engineered. My body, all bodies, everybody's body is engineered to be healthy. We're not engineered just because we have Alzheimer's in our family or we have heart disease in our family. Like, oh, I'm going to be like 50, 60 and I'm going to get that. No, you're not engineered. Your body is engineered to always find circuits to make sure that mm. it lives. Our bodies are here to live and be healthy. When we get these diseases, something has gone haywire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you can balance your hormones that helps your body find that homeostasis that helps us right. live at an optimum level and do the things that we do at Hilliard. And, and I'm, again, I'm talking about what we do, I do, Why not? is work out. Yeah. You, you move, you exercise. Your body is made to walk and move, period. Our workout is made to do the things that we are, for the last tens of thousands of years, done without picking up those fancy little weights and pretty little bands we use and balls. But we had to do things. We had to pick things up that were heavier than we were used to doing. We had to run to the next place or walk to the next place. We had to keep moving. And we're in a sedentary society. So hormone replacement is one of those things. There's the exercise. There is the things we put in our mouth. Our bodies are begging, just give me something I can work with here, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So the hormone replacement for me has always been a a third wheel. And I I didn't even know it would be until I was 51. And I was fortunate enough to have somebody with some sense talk to me. And then because everyone said, oh, that's bad. I did everything, including reading Suzanne Summers' book, which by (laughs) the way, wasn't bad at this time. I read every book I could get my hands on. Yeah. So- for the women that went before us, like our my mother, they had a rough time. Mm-hmm. We have choices now. Mm-hmm. We've got to fight more now these days for women's choices right. about our bodies. Well, than we ever have in my lifetime, right? I mean, I don't know. I was the. I've been around so long. I feel like right now we're in their fight for our, literally our lives. It's as if we've been given this freedom mm-hmm. and then slowly, yeah, taking yeah. it back, yeah. given help and. Yeah. And just remembering this, that what does someone, especially someone that is a male that is older, want to take the power away from any woman, especially a young woman, 
about her reproductive rights. Why? That has nothing to do with religion. That has everything to do with power. You may choose to do whatever you want to do, or it doesn't matter. I'm not talking pro-choice, pro-life. I'm talking power. Speaking power to over people, to take something away, a freedom away. And that's wrong. So that woman needs to be able to make her choice, what she chooses to do mm-hmm. with her re- reproductive or with her body in any way, period. Agreed. Agree. And that's why we talk about this, for people to have awareness, mm-hmm. to pay attention to their bodies, to look for help, to ask questions, to find the right doctor, to find what works for them, to take the your own power in your own hands because too many people are trying to take it away. Right, right. So, so we've got to help each other out. We do have, have to help each other out and, and, and maybe step away from taking sides. Because mm-hmm. I don't, I have no problem with any religious sect or whatever you want to do. You know, if you're against this or you're for that, I don't, that's not my business. Your business is your business. But what you can't, what is wrong is when you, you get into somebody else's business and say, no, I know better than you do. Well, they might know more of something else, but they don't know more about your no. physical being than you do. Mm-hmm. No one does. No, what what people are doing now is just taking power to be reelected and not making right choices. Right. It's a mess. So, I mean, I would say as a proactive uh, person that's lived this long, I would say whatever uh, political spectrum you're in, and I really don't care which one it is, just make sure your vote goes for freedom of women to choose their own destiny, period. Freedom of men to choose Mm -hmm. their own destiny right? Freedom of people to express themselves, whether they are, whatever they are, whomever they are. It is not my business to tell you whether you want to be a girl or a boy, whatever that is. That's not our business. No. And it's, you know, I don't even have to accept it. We are not here and is wrong to tell other people what they should do with their bodies just because we believe something. There you go. Went from hormones to that, didn't it? Okay. No, and I thank you for explaining your journey. I mean, it Mm. is very personal and people have a lot of opinions about it and you're a walking testament to health and it works for you. And so I'm glad to have that knowledge of some options out there and it might not work for me and that's okay. Right. Exactly. It might not. There's no judgment. There's no shame. There's no should. There's no whatever. It's about your experience, my experiences, mm-hmm. how we share that, what we've learned. And, and how everybody. to live our lives mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the best mm-hmm. of our... We're not here to suffer. We're here to live our lives and be healthy and joyful and productive to in this, in this world for each other, for ourselves, and to make more of, of our time on this earth. Well said, my love. Oh, yeah. Well, we went off on a tangent, but that was... Probably this fun. podcast brought to you by my chin zit that I'm trying to hide underneath <laughs> okay. this microphone. I, no, Don't it's look at cool. it again. It's very it's, it's cool. It's, stuff. It's, it's super cool. I like it. It's, <laughs> it goes really well with the whole. You know, I'm with this braces, fabulous woman with braces mm-hmm. and a chin zit. Love you. I have lots of things on my body that we won't talk about right now. <laughs> what do you have? Some tattoos? You have no? No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I could get some. It's not too Let's late. Not. Let's not. Let's not. Okay. Let's just stick no big that deal. one out. By the way, if you got tons of tattoos, Morgan, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> we are all about I love that. them. I do too. On other people. Yeah. 
I don't want the needles and the dye and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. You called me Pollyanna. I think we need to land this plane. Okay, let's do. Love All right, you. I love you too. Everybody have a Thank good day. Thank you guys. Thanks for joining us today and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to us today, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can now find our podcast on YouTube. Yeah. If you liked it, please share, rate, and review. We love five stars. And we hope you'll work out with us online or in studio at hilliardstudiomethod.com.